Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the 2020 Shriners Hospital for Children's Open, a.k.a. the Shriners Open. You can find me on Twitter at BDentric. You can find my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Doing well, dude. How you doing? Doing well. It's a Monday. It's definitely a Monday. I got to go chip balls for like 20 minutes while I was waiting for the babysitter. So I got to do first time I swung a club in about a month and a half. So that was very <laughs> entertaining. The uh, Let's just say the short game is not what it used to be. I feel you. Well, I mean, that's the first thing to go usually. Yes, yes. That's why I went there first before the, before the driving range. But uh, how was your weekend? How are you doing? I'm doing well, dude. Uh, played a little golf, watched a lot of football, so ready to talk some Shriners. Good, good. Yeah, the football was uh, good this weekend. Golf was crazy. Sergio, like I guess, you know, I, I usually put pretty well, but I guess if I put with my eyes closed, that'll be the difference. That's all I know. So, Did you see where he said that he, he's been putting with his eyes closed since the Masters that he won? Yeah, that's pretty wild, isn't it? No, that's that's not true. There's just zero yeah. possibility that it's not been caught on camera. Yeah, you, you think you think with the the, the Twitter sleuths we had, they would have ran with that by now. I mean, it that was one of the most more baffling things I've heard in a while in golf. I mean, it's just weird. But, but either way, he yeah, he fucking won, win. man. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see him win. He hit some big shots when he needed to, like those towards the end. I saw the highlights of it, and he was throwing darts, so that yep. was beautiful. Um, Malnati, he goes and shoots nine under and. Clubhouse leader, and he even said he's not going to win, so that sucked. But uh, that's what you kind of expect in that scenario. All in all, I thought it was an entertaining tournament, but it was carnage. It was a bloodbath. Like, yeah. I think nine of the top 12 price guys didn't make the cut. Um, I, I looked at – or someone tweeted out the optimal lineup. I think it was Rick Rungood or Line Share or someone, and I see like three or four people do it. The optimal lineup you, was in like the $43,000 range. So you would have to leave almost seven, like six to seven K on the bench. No one's doing that. <laughs> no one's doing that so. i'm with you well i i played one lineup and i got one out of five and that one guy was uh was cameron davis so yeah it was, it was like one of the worst weeks of course that you know i didn't pl i played one lineup i'm usually in there for three or four but you know it it was just one of those weeks where it was over really early for for yeah. me um so yeah, not a whole lot of interest but yeah, i saw where sergio has won once every year for the last 10 years worldwide somewhere worldwide yeah it's pretty That's impressive pretty it's pretty fucking crazy stat, man. Yeah, considering, you know, we've since the Masters, give or take, he hasn't done much of stateside. It's been kind of more of like right. a running running joke, like what happened to Sergio Garcia, you know, outside the top 50. Didn't make the FedEx. We've talked about these things before. That's why we haven't been playing him. He's like, yeah. looks lost. But uh, he figured something out, and then stories come out, and I guess it's true. You know, you say it in other sports because there's a little more media coverage, and we kind of talk about how the media coverage in PGA needs to be more common, and it's not. But we don't know what guys go with are dealing with off the course, off the field, whatever you want to say. He said he's lost two family members to COVID, one right before this last tournament. Like, he's been battling that stuff with his family. So that yeah. maybe had an impact on it. Like, there's all kinds of little things going on. So interesting to see, think, see with Sergio. That was good to see. Saw some young guns make a movie. Mentioned Cam Davis. Just couldn't get it done on Sunday. Um, uh, McCarthy was up there, which was good. All in all, interesting week. And uh, it'd be a, we've got a fun week in Vegas coming up. Any final thoughts on uh, Sanderson? No, ready to move on, man. This this is actually a really good field this week. Yeah, I'm jacked up because next week's the CJ Cup at uh, one heck of a golf course. So I'm looking yeah. forward to talking about that one. And I'm looking forward to watching that one. I haven't like 
I love this the, the fields of golf. I love kind of following it. I haven't made it must watch TV. CJ Cup's going to be some much watch TV. Like it's going to be some really really good stuff. I mean, this and, week, uh, yeah, this week could too. So why don't you give us some past event history and then we'll get into why this week. I guess we're going to call this the Nevada Swing now. <laughs> Might as well. It's the yeah. It's not the West Coast. <laughs> it's the Nevada. It's a desert mm-hmm. swing. Desert swing. Uh, last year, Kevin Naw uh, was the champion. Um, he's actually won this event twice. But last year, he won. Uh, shot twenty three hundred on a playoff over Patrick Cantlay. Uh, the year before, Bryson won twenty one under one shot over Patrick Cantlay. Two thousand seventeen, Patrick Cantlay won. At nine under, I think there was a lot of win that year. I'm thinking, I'm guessing, uh, over yeah. Sechka and uh, and and we we Kim, uh, Rod Pampling, Smiley Kaufman won this tournament back in 2015. I remember that the year be- right before he uh, played the Masters that year or the that golf year. Anyways, um, he played the Masters that golf year. Webb Simpson's Webb Simpson's won here before. I mean, a lot of kind of, you know, journeyman type of players here. But either way, this field is really strong this week, so it should be pretty fun. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. A lot of uh, past event history, a lot of course history. So we'll be able to use some of that. Uh, and we'll see if we're really course history truthers or not when it comes to certain things here. A lot of Vegas natives. Uh, it's usually either you live in Florida, you live in Arizona, or you live in Vegas. That's where, like, the big hubs are these days for most of these younger golfers. So that'll be a fun narrative street to go down. But uh, before we get into that, the course, TPC Summerlin. It's a very, like I said, lots of history here. They're in uh, Vegas, par 71, 7250 to 7300, give or take. As Jesse mentioned with the scores of late, unless it's windy, which can happen once in a while, it's a birdie fest. It's going to be a just go get them type thing. Very wide fairways, non-penal roughs, bent grass all over the course, usually pretty firm fairways. So the ball rolls out. Um, if you bomb it accurately, you're chipping it easy. But it's not a long course, so if you're not bombing it, the short guy still has some success here, as you've mentioned by, like, you know, Kevin Na winning this thing. So it's all about getting hot with the putter, which Kevin Na did when he won, and other guys have as well. Um, bent grass greens, usually pretty slow, so you got that going for you. Just an attack thing. Although there's three par fives, all very gettable. There's a drivable par four. So there's tons of birdies to be had on this golf course. It's another one of those events, if you're watching your guys on Thursday and they're not birdieing par fives, at least, at least for me, I already got uneasy feelings going uh, trying to make the cut when you're not getting yeah. those easy birdies. For so real. this is another one of those fields. Um, what with all that being said, you know, approach stuff like that. What's your stats you're looking at? Well, um, so Fantasy Labs actually integrated uh, strokes gain or strokes gain data this week, which is which is pretty cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try that out. Um, I mean, obviously, I've got models built from years past, but this is going to be a new model. But got. High emphasis on uh, strokes gained approach. Um, par four or par five scoring, I think, is important. Obviously, better or better percentage. Uh, strokes gained off the tee, I think, will play uh, you know a factor as well. Just because, I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Bryson, who we'll talk about shortly, but you know, you, you get it down there and you wedge it in. Like, like you said, this is a resort course, not a whole lot of rough, not very penal to miss the rough. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I like how you, the resort course is a good comp because, you know, it's got the desert feel. It's going to be warm because it's been warmer here in California. So it's just heading that way. Vegas usually always warm anyways. Um, but something to think about resort course-wise, like it's a little bit harder but similar to like what we see when they go down and play the old Bob Hope, the American Express, where they just go and birdie fest it. It's a little bit easier than, say, going to, to, to waste management 
Like it's courses like that where you're going to be able to go get it. And I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. This should be lots of fun. Let's talk fan share sports real quick. Use promo code always press for 20% off the package of your choice. If you're playing football or, or golf, you should get on fan share sports because their stuff is very, very awesome, especially when it comes to ownership. That's a go-to for me every Wednesday night, just to kind of check and see a few things. But let's check out some of our usual suspects here. The last six events, guys coming in a good DraftKings scoring form, leading the field, Jesse, and this – scares me because i already liked him a lot but this is just gonna make me like him even more and that usually is not a good thing cam davis is leading in the last six events that is big boy stuff i got scotty scheffler mj dafu that uh made the he qualified last monday and got through then you got webb simpson christopher ventura and emiliano grio rounding out the top five or six last six events on par 71 7200 to 74 so birdie fest you got webb leading the way hideki chesson hadley rates third here and he plays good on some of these desert courses uh bryson scott piercy paul casey piercy's a vegas boy and russell henley a guy we haven't seen in a while but we used to ride him a lot so i know we'll be talking about him and then last but not least last six events on bent grass greens because you want to be a hot putter here leading the way patrick cantley who's gonna be a very popular pick this week matsuyamu finu morikawa Finau, morikawa <laughs> ryan Harmon, bryson dechambeau lead the way there but you know, it's fun looking at some of these because you start seeing correlations. Like, I got mad at myself. There's a couple that cor- like posting correlated a lot last week. Finish strong. It doesn't always work that way, but usually more often than not, these are trends for a reason. Um, you know, golf, you can go in your swing. We've talked about that many times. But when you like a course and you like a setup and you like a style, usually it fits your eyes and you start playing some good golf. So more often than not, it's a good thing to check out. But let's just get at it. We said it's a, it's a loaded field for what we're used to. We got five, four guys over 10K. You got Bryson at 11.8. He's definitely the class of the field. You got Webb at 11,000, Cantley at 10.4, and Finau at 10.2. You can't go wrong here, Jesse, because last year it went Bryson fourth, Webb seventh, Cantley second, Finau ninth. And they all have great history here. So what do you like? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's pick your poison up here. Um, I mean, I, I, just from an ownership perspective, I, I, It'll be interesting to see what Cantley comes in. I mean, obviously, second, second, first, the last three years. But his recent form isn't, like, great, uh, I would say. You know, it, it, he's 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 okay, but it's not anything great. 43rd, second, or 40, 43rd, 12th, miscut, 43rd, 35th, 32nd, 7th, 11th, going all the way back to June. I know he's coming off an injury, surgery, whatever. But, um, I mean, usually when a guy has this course history, he gets – He's, he's he gets a huge price increase, so I mean uh, ownership increase. Sorry, um, so it'll be interesting to see where he comes in. Bryson, I mean, I think he's you know eleven four or eleven eight, very playable. Um, obviously, coming off the win at the U.S. Open, hasn't played since then, which was only two weeks ago or whatever, three weeks ago. Um, I mean, the guy's won here before. He's finished top ten the last three years. And why would you not just go back to him? He's obviously playing very good golf and he just beat the shit out of a course like Wingfoot. Why would you not think he could come out here and shoot 30 under? You know what I mean? Like, his eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, he's gonna, whatever, he's gonna hit one 400 yards here. I'm with you. I mean, it, you know, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna employ the same strategy, he's just gonna bomb it as far as he can. And it's, you know, it's gonna be like, what's the okay? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but what's the one he won? Uh, it's not even his last 10 events. Well, he won a massive birdie fest earlier this year, not 3M. What the heck was it? That's going to bug me now. And that was one where it's a similar, the rocket mortgage, rocket mortgage, similar type course and just bomb the crap out of it. Yep, yeah. 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 I mean, you just hit as far as you can and then, you know, hope, hopefully the putter's working. So, 
Uh, Webb, I think, is fine. He's never missed a cut here since 2013. Um, you know, he's coming off an eighth at the U.S. Open, 17th, the week before that at the Tour Championship, which is middle of the pack. But uh, Northern Trust, sixth, third into Wyndham. So four top or three top tens in his last four starts. Pretty hot. And then Tony, also good course history, ninth, 36, 16th, last three starts. Two top tens in his last in his last uh, three events. I mean, these guys are all playing really good golf. From an ownership perspective, I, I think Cantlay will be high owned. I think Webb will be high owned. So my plays would be to look, look more towards Bryson and just spend up for him because I, I don't think people will want to do that. Just just historically speaking, that's not the way that people think. Um, and then Tony at ten two uh, with the, those two in the middle being fine, but you know just knowing that you're not going to get somebody who's less than most likely 20% owned and maybe try to get, you know, one of the other two less than 20. Yeah. I think I'm all gonna, four of them are going to be high as shit, but they should be. Cause when we get to pricing, like I just kind of glanced at it earlier and oh, there's a lot of eight K guys and a lot of seven K guys that feel yeah. really out of place price wise. Like they should be a little higher, but that's kind of the depth of the field. So you can go up here and be confident in your lineup in my opinion. So I have no problem with that at all. And Bryson, I just, I just go up to him. It's one of those deals. If, if unless he's just way off on something, He's going to make the cut, and he should at least top 10 this thing because yeah. he should have – even when if he has a bogey here and there, he should be able to run off birdies, birdies pretty freaking easily. Like, this should be – he should have a lot of eagle chances. That's like – it's going to – like on those par fives, he should be coming in with eagle chances on almost all of them. It's going to be really fierce what he can do on this course, especially because remember when he finished at Wingfoot, he was going to Colorado where he's at now, and he was working on a different type of driver to hit it farther. If he got that to work at this course, my goodness – Right. Like it's going to be criminal what he can do here. So then again, if he didn't get to work, it could be bad. So if you're playing cash, I'd rather have Webb in cash just for the continual made, made cuts. I think steady Eddie, good stuff there. But also in cash, you probably don't have to pay up here either. So two things. But yeah, give me Webb, or I'm just going to go down to the 9K range where there's some guys that I feel like should be priced over Tony Fino. I think Tony Fino got the bump because of course history here, but there's guys I think that should be priced above at least one guy that should be priced above him in this 9K range. I'm curious on his ownership. So. Bryson for me up here, all the guys are very valid. I'm not going to argue that. Cantley's recent form concerns me, but man, if there's ever a golf course to get him right, right. this is it. Like it's just, uh, yeah, it's bulletproof stuff there. But let's go to the 9K range. You got Matsuyama at 99. He's always low on. He, he's a sneaky play in this range. Uh, Morikawa at 98. He's the one that should be higher than Tony Fino. That's, uh, that pricing's wrong to me. Um, English at 97. Wolf at 96. Day at 95. Scheffler 94. M93. Casey 92. Sergio 91, that's a nice price bump after the dub. And then Ricky Fowler's down at 9K. So this is a range, again, if you don't want to pay up a lot of past champions, a lot of major wins here, like a really talented group of 9K golfers. So what do you like here? Yeah, basically, I mean, you know, the, the top six prices here uh, from, from Morikawa up to, to Bryson, I think, are very playable. Um, Hideki, two straight made cuts here, 16th and 10th in his last two appearances. He played here last year, and then he played here in 2014, and that was the 10th place in 2014. But either way, two straight top 20s on tour, third at the BMW Championship. Um, you know, he's, he's he's playing well. Morikawa, I, I, you know, I agree uh, to a certain extent. I, I think he probably doesn't get up to Fina's level because of the course history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also, too, coming off the missed cut at the, at the U.S. Open, you know, he did top 10 at the Tour Championship, 7th there, 20th at the BMW miscuts. I mean, he's got two miscuts in his last four starts. Um, but I, I, I think he's, you know, fine. I, I would rather, you know, chance it on somebody like Wolf. I mean, 100%. Wolf, I'm with you. Wolf, you know, he's got the game that's 
most Dude, probably most similar here. to yeah to, to Bryson, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he just ball murders the ball, yeah. <laughs> and so he he's coming off the second place at the U.S. Open. He did play here last year, and he topped twenty, finished eighteenth. So I think he's fine. And then it, you know Ricky Fowler, man. I mean, so <laughs> you're on the same wavelength as me. And this is terrifying because you and I never get Ricky Fowler right. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. Like I never play Ricky Fowler, never. And I don't know that I really want to in this field, but just from a stats perspective, like he rates pretty highly on, on the model that I've made. Um, he has made two straight cuts. Uh, I mean, they're both 49th place finishes. Not great at all. His, his game has been up and down, but I mean, like, you know, he's got a couple top 15 sprinkled in since the restart. And, you know, it, it's, it's, I think he's a GPP play. I, I don't know that most people will be in this range because I do feel like, that most people are going to start with basically wolf up, right? So you're going to start there and then you're, you know, it, it, you're not really going to be thinking to get one of these guys in the low nine or high eights. I mean, you can definitely do the, the low eights, which we'll get to in a second, but I think Ricky could go under owned and, you know, you know, he, he, he's, he needs to start winning, you know, he needs to start playing better. He's got decent course history here, fourth, 25th, 22nd, seventh, he didn't play here last year, but in 2018, he finished fourth. So I think he's, you know, a, a GPP play from that perspective. I don't know how good I feel about it, um, but, you know, I'm going with it. Yeah, this range, it's like if you're multi-entering, we kind of talked a little bit about this before the show. We kind of mentioned it off and on in these birdie fest events. It's almost worth it if, you know, say you play $3, three max. You put 9 bucks in there. Maybe this week, just say with your bankroll, I want to pay, I want to max out the quarter for 5 bucks. Or some, I think I'm not saying you're going to win more money, obviously, because it's a lot tougher to win more money that way. But I think you're going to get a lot more pieces you like because there's so many different like variables in this range. I'm maybe not making sense to people here, but all these guys in the nine K range, you can make a justifiable argument for all of them to top five or top ten this thing. Sure. And if you can maybe get two of them and mix and match that, and then play with some other guys or put one of them with the Bryson and then get some cheaper, play those angles. It's tough to do with just a three max. But if you do a 20 max to do the core cascade or whatever that they talk about in the chat and all that kind of stuff, I think that's an angle that is very intriguing this week because Matsuyama, like he's that guy that he'll, he's usually consistent to make the cut. He can spike once in a while. And would you be shocked? All it takes for him is a hot putter. We talk about it all the time. And this is, of course, we saw Nod do it. If, if Matsuyama did it, you wouldn't be shocked. He's always low owned. So, like, tournament play, great. Um, Morikawa is probably going to be popular. You know, you mentioned two out of four missed cuts, but also two out of eight wins, one being a major. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. And he's from, he lives in Vegas now. Like, I know it's a silly narrative to some, but it's a narrative. Like, it's a legit narrative. So you, you have to imagine, besides the 42nd place here last year, probably played this course a few times. And that's going to be an interesting angle here. Like, you could probably picture him and like Cantley and some of these guys just going out there on a Sunday when they're bored on their off week. Um, so Morikawa, I, I like that a lot. English is going to get no ownership because. He is kind of mispriced here, but he's playing great golf. It's a really like tough discussion. So he's more of the recent form in the course history pricing here. Um, I love Matthew Wolf, though. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned him. I think, like you said, he fixed his course, 18th in his first debut here. Another guy just bomb it like Bryson, not going to get the pub like Bryson. It's just a matter of can he wedge it close. And that's kind of when he's been winning. He wedges it close when he's like contending but not finishing. He's not getting it within like the 15 to 20 feet consistently. That's all it is. My, and it doesn't sound like much, but for a pro, that's where it is. So I think he's a great player. Scotty Scheffler is the other guy. 
you know, he finished 37th last week on his first event back, finished 74th for last year. You're talking a birdie event. Scheffler's your guy in a GPP. And then Ricky, yeah, you can make arguments for all these guys. I'm not going to go over it all, but I love Wolf this week. You can really make some interesting lineups in this night game range, but uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that instead of just going over each guy repetitively um, and giving you my long diatribe on all that. Um, let's go into the 8K range. You got Kokrak, who's coming in and actually, I looked earlier, really good form, which is really weird for Jason Kokrak these days. You got Usti off the withdrawal. Uh, answer, Nah, the defending champion. ZJ, Henley after a few weeks off. Zalatoris, Cam Davis, Neiman, Brian Hartman, and Keegan Bradley. Another 8K range coming in pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about that price on Kokrak. That's, I don't know, to bit, me, bit steep. It's steep. steep. <laughs> no, he's, that's why I had a double take. I like look at his passive ball. Okay, he's playing good. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Man, yeah, I know he's playing well, but uh, <laughs> it's Jason Kokrak. <laughs> it's Jason Kokrak. I mean, you know, with a given the other guys around. I mean, seventeenth and sixth in his last third with a thirteenth in there in his last in a fifteenth. So I mean, basically, he's finished top seventeen in his last four starts. But this course, I mean, not a whole lot of success. Sixty third, sixty sixth, twentieth, seventy fourth, thirty eighth. Miscut, miscut. I mean, not not outstanding for somebody that you know, you know, like Kokrak. Obviously, he could play better here. It's very possible, but I'd rather have. Uh, assuming he plays, Louis Oosthuizen. Um, you know, he's he's always a gamble, but third place of the U.S. Open, twenty fifth BMW, thirteenth uh, Northern Trust. So playing really well. He's never played here, but you know, I think he's uh, he's worth a shot there. I'm surprised at this Zalatoris price. Um, you know, I mean, I know he was playing well previous to last week when he missed the cut because I wanted done him. Um, <laughs> but you know, 8,300 in this field just seems like steep. But I, I still think he's a GPP play. Cameron Davis, you know, you mentioned him before on the fan share deal. There, uh, he finished 28th here in 2018, um, coming off the sixth place last week. Uh, 36th, 29th, 15th, 12th uh, in his starts before that. So he's, he's playing good golf as well. So, I mean, I, I'd rather have Cam Davis than Zalatoris, but I, I feel like Cam Davis will be more popular. So if you want a little bit low, lower own play, you know, go Zalatoris and then definitely Louis Ustazen. Yeah, no, I, I like the, plays. Yeah, exactly. I like the Usti call so many of plays. I want to play answer, but he's not got good history here. and He's coming in playing some funky golf. So I'm going to pass on that one for now, which kind of, I, usually when I pass on Abe answer, it's when he usually strikes. So do what you wish with that information. But, um, yeah, Usti I like quite a bit at that range. Russell Henley, did, you didn't really mention Russ. Um, three or four cuts made here. Uh, he hasn't played in a few weeks. But prior to that, a 25th, an 8th, a 9th, 37th, a 51st, a guy we were riding pretty consistently. Is he just in the wrong price range for you, or are you just – kind of wonder if he's rusty i don't know i mean from like he's not super high up on the model of course history's meh i mean he's got he's played well in his last few starts for sure um so i i get that but i don't know for me and he's not on he's not gonna be on bermuda here right you said it was bent yeah it's bent yeah true good call on that one um but cam davis love him uh he's another bomber he can go and just launch it so he and he can. He's the one I, I, I talked about last week. I remember last week was better. Obviously, he finished sixth. But I remember following him at Safeway on the on the the app during the day, and he'd go and just bomb it. And then his approach game sucked. And he bogey. Then he go get like three birdies. And then he bogey. And he he he, he, he made the cut on the number and had a good weekend. But that's what he can do because he can bomb it, gets him out of trouble. I think he's a great play. If you want the pivot off of him, I'm not going Zalatoris. I'm going Joaquin Neiman. Mm. He missed the cut here last year, but tenth the year before. 
coming in playing pretty well. 23rd at the U.S. Open, the 28th and 3rd prior to that. Then he was kind of a miscut, some back and forth. But, you know, three good tournaments in a row and pretty loaded fields. Now comes the birdie fest. I think he's going to be kind of overlooked in this range. I think Neiman's very strong, and I like Brian Harmon in this field also. He's made four straight make cuts, including an 18th and a 15th back-to-back, 37th last week. Don't have to bomb it. He can keep it in the fairway. He's got a great approach going to the greens. He can just putt a little bit. He's going to make the cut, and then he might be able to you know, string some more together and contend at least T20 like he did last year. I think Harmon at 8K is another nice pivot off of Camp Davis. So Neiman and Harmon would be my pivots there. I think I'll still just jump on the Davis train. Like, imagine starting a lineup out right now with Bryson and Wolf and, and Davis. Like, you're, like those are just three absolute bombers. And there's you're, plenty of tilt. Yeah, plenty of tilt, and you have to get some cheap guys that are going to make you tilt. But the upside with those three dudes, like just wedging it into hole after hole, is very entertaining to me. Like, I, I, they need to be in a, in a pairing together, just bombs away pairing. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I could see that. Yeah, it'd be fun. But uh, that'll be my 8K range that I'll be focusing on. So let's get into that 7,500 to 79. I'm not going to name them all off. But seeing Doc Redman below 8K, how chalky is he going to be? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, course history is not great. They've played here last year, made the cut 42nd. Um, 28th last week, third third the week before at the Safeway. So, I mean, not, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd rather have Munoz myself. I, I think Redman's fine. I, I know Munoz missed the cut here last year, but um, he played, you know, he opened up really well last week and then he had a kind of a blah weekend or or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, but, you know, he's got two top tens in his last four starts uh, at 7,900. The dude can make a lot of birdies. He does throw the occasional bogey in there. Charlie Hoffman at 7,400. We talked about – or 7,800, excuse me. We talked about him last week, and he, he came out of the gates hot, finished sixth last week. His course history is, you know, not ideal by any means. Um, 74th, 18th, miscut, 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 fourth, miscut. He does have a fourth in there, uh, but it just feels like he's trending toward the right direction. You know, six last week, 14th you know the week before. I saw. I heard a stat today, sorry. He led the field in driving distance last week. That's weird. Very weird. Very weird. Um, yeah, it's very odd to me. Yeah. I mean, he finished 13th at the, the Northern Trust. He had a 56th place finish at the Safeway Open, but, you know, three top 15s in his last, three, in his last four starts, pretty good. Um, and that's really all I got in this range. Um, Doc's interesting. I like the, the the pivot to Munoz. I think that's a very strong pivot there. Another guy, if you want to talk about, you know, top 50 in the world type talents, Cam Smith down here at 78 is kind of interesting. He finished 13th and 10th here the last two years he's played, 38th at the U.S. Open, then a 22nd, 20th, and 18th in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I think he's a guy that can kind of sneak under here at 78. He can be tilting. Like we can make a full tilt team. I, we got you on this one if you want it. But the <laughs> but the upside is pretty strong there with Cam Smith at seventy. I think he kind of gets overlooked in this range. Hoffman's very interesting. Again, coming in, in good form as you mentioned. But the dude I'm on, and I'm scared he's going to be chalky. It's Danny McCarthy. I loved him last week. And a lot of Danny finished sixth, finished ninth there last year, fifteenth the year before. Um, literally the best putter in golf the last two years. And he's learning how to actually hit his irons over the last like six seven events or so. I am a huge Danny McCarthy fan this week. Uh, on on slower bent grass greens where you can just put the lights out, just get it there, get a good approach game at seventy seven hundred. Give me some Denny McCarthy, so I'm a big fan of that. Other than that, um, you know, you're gonna hear HV3's name a lot. Made four straight cuts here, but uh, I'm gonna I'll just go to to Denny or uh, probably Camp Smith in that range. Uh, what do you got? Seven K to seventy four hundred. Uh, Lonto Griffin seventy three hundred. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's not below seven thousand, so he's Which not really scary. You know, we know how that, we know how that not goes. ideal. He finished eighteenth here last year. Um, made a bunch of cuts in a row, including at the U.S. Open. Tour championship doesn't really count, but BMW finished tenth. Uh, I like him. Stewart Sink, man, at seventy two. He made a he made actually a pretty decent run on Sunday. I know he was way way back. Shot sixty five. Um, had three rounds in the sixties last week. Coming off the win at the Safeway, which is his last time out. So his last two events are win and twelfth, which is where he finished last week. Twelfth. Joel Dahlman, um, seventy one hundred. Ninth here last year, 69th the year before, miscut the year before that. Uh, and, but he's he's played some pretty decent golf. If you take away, obviously, the, the U.S. Open where he missed the cut, um, 52nd, 20th, miscut, 10th, 20th. So, you know, three top tens in there. Um, and then Christopher Ventura here at 7,100. 18th here last year, uh, missed the cut the year before, but coming off the, a solid sixth-place finish last week, made the cut of Corrales, finished 52nd, 7th, Safeway, 37th, Wyndham. I mean, a lot to like, I think, about him. He's got high upside at 7,100, so uh, I do like him quite a bit. Yeah, no, this is a range where I don't mind paying up to, to Bryson. Like, there's a lot to like here, especially in your GPPs. Lonto, phenomenal guy. Like, again, Bomber's Paradise this week. Just go get him. Lanto's a, a big one there at 73. I love the Stugoat call at 72. I know he's not a bomber, but you mentioned it 12th and 1st, his last two events. Made four straight cuts here. He's pretty locked in. When I got to hit fairways, hit greens, you know, go three under or so each day to make the cut or something, he's your dude. Maybe he runs hot a couple of days like we've seen the last couple of deals. So uh, sink at 72 is very, very nice. Um, Grio can't – he's coming in in good form. He hasn't played well here. It's, again, it's a hot putter thing. Do the slower greens help him? I don't know. We've talked about it a while back. Um, a lot of these pros like faster greens. So I don't know. We'll see how that plays out with uh, Grio. I just never, I just don't play him. He's. I'd rather tilt with Wolf than Grio. Let's put it that way. Um, but I love I loved the Ventura call, 18th last year. Another young kid that can, you know, get birdies and bunches. Like, that's a good one coming off a great week. But if we're talking resort courses, Jesse, Adam Hadwin at 71 is a resort course phenom. Like, he, he loves resort courses. La Quinta is his, like, playground. Um, so Adam Hadwin at 71, finished fourth here last year, 27th miscut, 10th in his other three trips to this joint. I don't mind going to Hadwin. Didn't finish the year as strong as we like, so maybe a few weeks off will do him well. But seventy one hundred for Hadwin's an, an interesting uh, punt down here as well. You can try to make arguments for others. I get it, but uh, I'll stick to those guys. What do you like in the six K range? Uh, start with uh, sixty nine hundred. Kyle Stanley, forty uh, eighth, seventh, forty third in his last three starts here. Uh, so three straight made cuts. Coming off a miscut last week. Uh, but before that, 28th, 46th, I think he's fine. Harry Higgs, man, at 6,900 too. Um, he did miss the cut here last year, but he's coming off the second-place finish at the Safeway, which is his last time out almost a month ago now. Um, and so he, he figured some stuff out there, I do believe. Russell Knox at 66. He rates out pretty well from just hitting the ball perspective. Also, uh, six straight made cuts here. I mean, nothing spectacular. 2014, he finished third, but last year was like 48th, 72nd, the year before that, or 2017, he was 72nd. So, I mean, it's like it's nothing special, but, I mean, again, he's 6,900 here, so um, interesting, or 6,600, excuse me. Neesmith at 66 as well. Uh, had a pretty solid week last week, I do believe, if I can ever get this shit to pull up. Uh, 18th here last year and 17th last week, yeah. Uh, Zhang at 66 as well, 16th here last year, 
uh, missed the cut last week, but before that he yep. finished 11th and 14th. Now he's got a, a bit of a weird pattern going here. If we go back mm-hmm. all the way back to the Memorial, he's 10th, 12th. So 10th and Memorial, 12th, 3M, miscut, miscut, miscut. 14th, 11th, miscut. Ooh, don't I continue mean, the trend. Yeah, don't so either he's going to miss two more cuts in a row and then, you know, top 15 two more times in a row, or you know, I don't know. I think he's a, a, a good GPP play. Scott Piercy lives in the area, I'm pretty sure. I think he might live on the golf course. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure this is a big narrative going into the last year about Scott Piercy, and he ended up missing the cut. Um, but, I mean, 10th in 2018, 32nd. 24th, 25th, 7th, missed cut. I mean, you know, you can do a lot worse at 6,500. He didn't make it the cut last week as well, so that did not have a good Sunday. Um, but that's it for me. Yeah, there's a lot down here, a lot. Like, I didn't play Patrick Rogers last week. Got that correct this time, so that's good. <laughs> I think I'll stay away from that one. But uh, Matt McNeely, going to go run back to that 17th last week. Probably going to be a little more popular for many people this week, but if you listen to the show long enough, at Birdie Fest, we love Matt. Like, that's just what he does. Um, so Mav at 69, I'm a, I like that quite a bit. Tom Hoagie at 68, didn't play her last year, missed cut, but in seventh, two more made cuts, finished 28th last week, 28th, 29th, 65th, missed cut 27th in his last few events. So I, I don't mind him at 6,800. We've seen him go low at certain events. Chesson Hadley's got really good course history here. It's I always tilt playing him, but 18th, 7th, and 4th the last three years, missed cut last week. He's interesting in a GPP at $6,700. Francesco Molinari is 67 hundo. I'm not going to play him because I have no idea where his game's at. Zero clue. He hasn't played since like February or something stateside. No clue what he's doing. So 67 hundo is pretty tough for me. Did finish fourth here the one time he played in 2017. So it's a good course to kind of get your stuff together, I guess. That's one thing to think about. I mean, but, uh, 60, in Vegas. And he's going to play the, he probably is into the free money grab next week at the CT Cup. So, or our CJ Cup. So that'll probably help too. I love the Jane call. I was on him last week because I've watched him a lot the last two events, and he's got a really strong game. It's just one of those with those young guys. If they're off a little bit, it kind of implodes. They don't have that kind of get it back together form yet. Really good game, though, with him, so I have no problem at GPP checking him out. Um, other than that, like you can make some arguments down here. Nick Taylor's made six straight cuts here, but coming in some pretty wonky form, but he's 6,400 if you want to go course history. Um, Nick Watney missed the cut last week on the number. He's got good history here. Patton Gazire's got good history here. Just guys you don't really want to run to play, though. So it's kind of like, yeah. Sam Ryder, though, 18th and third the last two years. I don't mind Sam Ryder at 6,200. That's the guy we, we played quite a bit. So there's a lot of different guys down here, a lot of young guns that can uh, make some runs if you feel like getting weird down here. But I don't think you'll have to go this deep. So we'll just kind of stay away from that. 10K and above, who's your number one? Uh, Bryson. Yeah, I'm with you there. No, I'm not even going to try to give a second one. It's Bryson. Uh, 9K range. Go two. I'm going to say Wolf and uh, and Morikawa. We're on the same page there as well. Let's go 8K range. Go two. Usti and Cam Davis. I'll go Cam Davis and Neiman. I'll mix it up a little bit there. Uh, 75 to 79. Go two. Uh, Munoz and Hoffman. I'll go McCarthy and Cam Smith. 7K to 74. We'll go with two. Lonto and uh, Domin. I'll go Lonto and Ventura. That'll be my two. And then 6K range, go ahead and give two. Higgs and Knox. I'll go Mav McNeely and uh, we'll go with Tom Hoagie. I don't want to go too deep if I don't have to. 
You know who I hope has a good week? I'm not going to play him. I hope Max Homa has a good week because it's always more fun when Max Homa's playing well. Yeah. So give us some Max Homa fun. Um, if you're starting out a cash game lineup this week, this could be a fun cash week, actually. But uh, who are you starting things out with? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think Hideki is is cash worthy. Um, you know, and then it kind of gets a little bit sketch when you when, the further you get down. I think Hoffman could be cash worthy, um, and then Stewart Singh. I mean, at seventy two hundred as as well as he's played the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think guys like Denny McCarthy, Stu Sink, Brian Harmon in that mid range, then you can decide where you want to pay up. I, I have no problem starting down there with those three guys and building around that. Now, when you're going to GPP, I think I kind of gave my secret away. We'll see. But uh, what's your GPP to start? Um, I would start with Bryson, Matt Wolf. Just a complete revisit of the U.S. Open just a few weeks mm-hmm. prior. And then you got to throw a guy like Harry Higgs on there. That works. I don't even know how much money would be left, if it's even going to be that feasible. But I like the idea of Bryson and Wolf and Cam Davis. Like, you can make it work, I think. But it might not be that pretty at the end. But I like start out with that. If you can't go Cam Davis, go to Lanto. I can do with that as well. Just give me three bombers to start with. Six eight hundred per with uh, Cam Davis. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah, I can yeah, make yeah. that work. It's definitely doable. I can make that work. I'd be very happy. So yeah, start with that in your GPP. Um, all right, who you got winning this thing? Like I'm actually seriously looking forward to this event now. Looking at this field, I guess. Yeah, it's I mean it's a, tournament. <laughs> obviously a, a great field. I mean, if we're obvi- not going to talk about favorites, because uh, I mean you know Bryson's. Seven Bryson, if he cares, he's going to win this thing. Well, I, I mean, I don't disagree sure. with that, but I'm not paying. I wouldn't never no, pay seven no. to one. You, know, you need to find him. a parlay partner. I right? go find. Uh, what's the odds of some team to win? It's like the the Lakers are probably too freaking long shotted now too. So but you got to find <laughs> something. Find something to parlay with. Yeah, something uh, to parlay with for sure. But uh, you know, just from a like a little bit deeper perspective, I mean, Charlie Hoffman, eighty to one. Um. You know, Cam Davis is 66. I don't think he's going to win this event, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's got the closing skills just yet. You know, there's there's not a whole lot back here. I mean, Kuchar, I didn't mention him earlier. I, I, I've, I've looked at Kuchar a little bit. I think he's fine. He's, he's played decent around this course. You know, form's not great coming in, but a little bit of a break there for him. Um, 80 to 1 on him. I mean, it, you know, I've, I've it, he kind of fits into the, the Sergio sink. Mm-hmm kind of narrative as far as the older guy on the PJ tour, a little bit of a career re you know, comeback or whatever. I know he's not, he's not that far removed from playing some pretty, pretty good golf, but either way. Um, so yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to love here in the old betting market. Yeah. Again, I, I say it weekly. Like I think I'd have way more fun just doing top 20s this week. Like McCarthy's 80 to one. I play him in a top 20. Um, you got guys, where was I just looking here? Hadwin at 100 to 1, I'd top 20 him. I think he'd be fun. Christoph Ventura, 100 to 1, top 20 him. You do it like three or four of these guys, and one or two of them, you're doing your golden for the week. Like, I, I could have some fun with some of these. So, oh, a guy I did not mention. God dang it. This is a guy I wanted to mention. I saw his odds. He's down at 6,500, Tyler McCumber. I've been talking about him the last couple of weeks because he's a bomber. He finished second and sixth the last two events. Now he'll probably miss the cut because everyone's going to be on him. But he's sixty five hundred. He's a dude that can eagle with the best of them. Like he can hit it long, he can get hot with the putter. I just saw his odds when I was looking here. He's one hundred and fifty to one. He's another one that can give you a nice little payday. So McCumber at sixty five is you could put him with Cam Davis and Wolf and Bryson. And now you're sitting with Lanto after that. And now you almost have you pick your sixth person. 
the uh the i mean you know from a cumber it might have some decent top 20 odds there yeah so i'm saying a 150 to one yeah. i don't know the ratios there but you gotta imagine what 10 12 15 yeah. something, like that. something like that yeah so as i'm saying you play four or five of those guys hit two or three of them and you're golden like <laughs> having a field day but um that'll wrap us up this week jesse any final thoughts as we have the uh, shriners open in vegas and the only thing that sucks i guess is i guess these guys will be focused because the casinos are open but not really open if that makes sense yeah uh yeah i mean i you know i don't know how how much fun they'll actually have i i don't i don't know how open vegas is at this point i would assume it's that, open but these guys i think they realize how serious things are being taken right now well, to, that they might not want to risk that with all the with all the with everything that went on in the nfl this week i mean i was thinking this earlier i mean it's it's either it's one of two things either these guys are taking it very seriously on the pj tour or they're just not reporting positives no anymore I don't, I don't know but i mean like there's so few and far between the pj tour but again it's you know you're not really running into anybody um you know i'd mentioned earlier about uh fantasy labs having you know strokes gang data on there if you want to try it out i think they got like a seven day free trial and if you want a uh a referral code um you get like 30 dollars off so i've got one of those if, if you want to try it out hit me up in my dms i'm happy to pass that along if you want to because you know obviously you get i know we don't really tout very much as far as uh different things on here uh except for our good friends over at fanshare but either way labs has nfl pga nba obviously winding down and mlb still going on so yep tout, tout it all you want because you've done some really awesome labs has, i think what's cool about it and jesse knows way more than i do is you just you customize it however the heck you want to do it whatever mm-hmm. you want your model to be so i think it's pretty cool yeah i mean and, and you know it's uh there's a lot of stuff you can integrate especially now in golf uh Football is obviously pretty good on there too. I, I know a lot of the guys, big guys out there, they won't probably admit it, but they they actually use Fancy Lab still as one of the first. But either way, I still use it. And if you want to try it out, let me know. Do it. I got a lot more guys are using. It. I know in our Slack chat, if you want to get in there, it's free. Also, just hit us up. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, a lot hey, more the guys. NCAA Slack chat we got going on, man. Ooh, popping off. Like we got stuff going in all sports. If you want to do it and come have some fun, it's a uh, so it's just very laid back, and this guy's having fun playing sports. So uh, come join that. But they were comparing, you know, Labs and Rick Run Good and uh, uh, Fancy National. Like, there's guys, they're, they're helping each other out, and they're just building models. So come have all the fun, do all that good stuff. But uh, have fun watching golf this week. I'm going to try to make a point to sit down and watch it. So uh, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm Matt Bediantrick, and this was the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast previewing the 2020 Shriners Open. Catch you guys later. Show those on my mate to the morning.